How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's showtime, baby. You'll go wacko, bananas, nuts, crazy, unbelievable. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. You don't have any idea what my life was like before you came along. You know, most people want to have kids and they settle in and that's all good. I hear you. Jeff Lutz. I know that, dude. It's hard for me to believe that you folks don't understand the way of the world. No duh, right? 97.5 in 1240 KFH. And it's going to be legendary. Hello again. Welcome to Tuesday edition, the Bob and Jeff show on KFH Radio. I'm Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, the co-host, Max Power. The producer, engineer, 869-1240. That's the IHOP hotline. We are here for the next two hours in which we will entertain, inform, and incite. Is incite a verb? Yeah, you incite people. You I can think incite in a variety of ways. We're going to incite violence? No, not, you can incite all kinds of things. What are we going to incite? Whatever, whatever we feel like we want to incite. We're not here to I'm incite. Not here to, I'm not here to incite. Well, I do a lot of things. I, uh, I can. I'm, I'm a then versatile. You, then you do that. Person. I incite emotion. I incite no, reaction. I incite thinking. You do. Uh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> why are you like this already? <laughs> I just didn't know that about you. Well, why are you like this already? Well, like what? Antagonistic. All right, let's get on the same page. What's no, really. What, what's the problem? I've got no problems. Didn't uh, go well at KWCH today? I never had a bad day at KWCH. I can, I can kind of read how your day goes. It's Did I get enough sleep or not? That's the only factors in my day. Well, I never get enough sleep, so that's one that I, I can't even uh, relate to. And I really didn't last night. Why not? Because uh, I don't like uh, going to bed alone. And my wife was uh, watching a movie with the kid till like 11. You were up till 11? Yes. Well, that's ridiculous. I know. What movie did we watch? Uh, they watched some Marvel movie. And what did you do? I watched baseball. Well, why, why be up? Uh, you're not with them. I, like I said, I just don't like going to bed alone. Well... You got a lot of issues over there. Is that an issue? Yeah. It's a little bit of an issue. Uh, If you're going to demand that your wife goes to bed at 730 every night, I feel bad for her. 
I don't go to bed at 7.30. What time do you go to bed? 9 or 10. What if she doesn't want it? This is her time off. I know. She's never going to come to bed now. It's all, it's over. So you've got to deal with that on your own. I don't care for it. You know, when I was uh, your age, I never went to bed before 1, 2 in the morning. You were staying up till 1 at Sure. 30. All the time. Why? Because that's what I did. What's going on at 1 in the morning when you're 40? You're watching television. You're, you know. You are? Doing your thing. I got those. I got that out of the way early. Staying up I've late. always been a night owl until the last 20 years or so. Well, that's a 30-year life. 15 years. Probably less than that. Even, even into my 50s, I was a night owl. Well, I, I can't be a night owl. I prefer nights to days, as we have uh, discussed ad nauseum on this show. But and, and coming up in the newspaper world, in the paper world, uh, uh, you get used to working a lot of nights, so you, you get used to that life. And it takes a while to wind down. And mornings are the time where you like to have your, your sleep. Right. You know, it's a, I didn't go into, in, into the newsroom until 9, 10 o'clock back in the day. Because I, you work I slept till six? in a little. Huh? You work till 6? You don't have hours in, in a, at a newspaper. Well, you had to log you them, didn't know. you? No, you, 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 you get paid. Huh. You work your eight hours and you and you go home and it doesn't matter really That's when those saying. eight hours are. That's what I'm saying. I never had an eight to five job in my okay, entire life. Okay, but if life. you had to work eight hours, I never had a nine to six job. I never had a ten to seven job. I never had a job where I had to punch a clock. Not one time in my entire life. Well, it seems like that's that may have happened at Dairy Queen, but not one time outside of that in my entire life have I ever taken a piece of paper and put it in one of those punch. I don't things. think that's a thing anymore. At KWCH, uh, we clock in on the computer, although, I, of course, I am absolved from that responsibility. Well, I never did that. I never clock, clocked in Are on Are you impressed? Computer. Not really. But I negotiated that into my no, three-year really. contract. No, because at the end of three years, uh, I don't know what will happen. I don't, I don't let it run out. That's my, I'm going to renegotiate every time it's down to a year. Really? That's my plan. What if, what if they say, now nah, we'll wait? Yeah. And we'll, That'll make you a wreck. You'll be a nervous wreck for that time period. A whole year? Oh, my God. You'll be chomping at the bit if they say, no, let's, let's give it a few more months. Oh, <laughs> I'd almost implore them to say that. Well, why would they? Well, they don't just renew everybody's contract. We're getting a new news director next week. I wonder that what news director might look at, look at you and say, out the door. I wonder what he'll think of me. I don't know. I wonder if he'll think of me. What's he? Uh, probably, yeah. He'll probably think of you. He evaluates all the employees. Where's he coming from? Uh, he's been in Memphis. I don't think he's news director in Memphis. He was news director in a couple smaller markets, maybe like I want to say Sioux Falls, but I also could be way off. He seemed like a nice guy. You you talked to him? Yeah, he came in for a tour. He was he was nice enough. Did you uh, did you interact with him at all? This is an interesting question. I don't a, care about a group. Did you interact with That was the only opportunity anybody did you Did you pull him aside outside and say, uh, Bill, my name's Jeff Lutz. I, I'm, I'm a pretty darn good employee here. 
Did, did any of that happen? Uh-uh. Well, that's too bad. I think I prefer having a woman boss. Why? Well, you just shot yourself in the foot. Why? Because he's going to hear this. He is? Sure. He's not here. He doesn't know me or care about me. I had uh, women bosses. I had men bosses. I, I can't tell you that I noticed a big difference. I had, I had uh, you know, I made it through 43 years of, of working under people and uh, made, it, made it work. Never got canned. Never did. You think I'll still be the digital producer at KWCH when I'm 81 after 43 years? I don't think so. That's too bad. Well, I would hope not. That would be. Wouldn't that be hilarious? That would be a sad, sad story. <laughs> what do you think I'll be doing when I'm 81? Well, I hope. Ly- lying in a box. I hope retired. That'd be nice. Sitting outside, enjoying life. Uh, I'm 68. You know, I'm still busting it every day. What What's wrong with that picture? Do what makes you happy. Here's what we have on tap today. Sidney McKinney, Shocker softball legend. The legend is growing. Even as uh, the season ended, Sidney McKinney will join us at 225. We'll delve into her future, uh, where she sees herself at the age of 81. Maybe about so. about 60 years. Yeah, she's 22, she said in the press conference the other day. Uh, Steve Radley, a local uh, business person, uh, will join us. He's also an actor, and he has a part in the new Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, that comes out uh, in October. And it's it, it, it debuted at Cannes, the film festival, and it's gotten... All kinds of... Like a 15-minute standing ovation or something like that? Uh, This guy can make movies. I don't know if you've heard Martin Scorsese. And Steve Radley had an experience, had some experience with him, even in his part as an extra in this movie. He's uh, been in several movies. And I can't wait to talk to him about this experience. I mean, anytime you've you've been around Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio... I want to hear about that. Well, I'll tell you later. Oh, you, you mean, mean him? You've never been around any. Have you? Are you still considering an acting thing? Are you still what are you talking about? Well, you wanted to be on local, the local stage. That was like twenty time. years ago. Is that still rumbling through your brain? Not really, but I, I missed a big opportunity for the youngster. I didn't even think about. They have internships and apprenticeships over at uh, Music Theater Wichita. But the applications were due May 1st. Well, that's awful. Yeah. You need me to make a call? Uh, maybe. Why me? Why are you picking on me? Well, I might call them, but I don't want to be disappointed. Nah, they won't, they won't uh, even pick up the phone if you call them. Probably not. Let me give it a shot. All right, give it a shot. <laughs> uh, does she want to do it? I think she probably would love well, it. Isn't she uh, headed overseas? Yes. When? Uh, her week of her birthday. So that's coming right up. Early-ish, mid-ish June, yeah. And she has all the funding she needs, and she's, she's good ready to, to roll. And how many are going on this excursion? I don't remember. A handful of people. Not a whole lot. What, five, six, yeah, seven? Yeah, I think so. Well, that'll be uh, including some of her friends? I don't know. Well, why don't, don't you have know the, I don't have the Man, roster. All I do is ask questions. I don't have I the roster. I ask you a million... 
If this had been you, I, I would ask you a million questions about this. I'm not good at asking questions. A million. Who are you going with? Who's who's paid up? What are they doing? Where are you eating? What where are you staying? I want to know it all. Well, do you want to call her? No, I don't want to call her. I want you to tell me. Oh, let me call her and ask. And to say as a father, well, I'm not good at asking questions. <laughs> that's what that's all fatherhood is. No, not for me. All you do is ask questions. Okay. I mean, I ask some questions, but that's not usually how our interactions go. Well, how what what other interactions would you have? I don't know. We uh, we make fun of stuff. We we you know we banter. We go back and well, forth. Well, what about each showing other. an interest in her life? I do show an interest in her no, life. You can't if you don't ask questions. I I love her life. Well, but what do you know about it if you're not asking questions? She's a teenage girl. She doesn't need to have her father asking her a bunch of questions. Oh my! She just needs to live her life. So no questions. I ask her questions, but I don't need to ask her a whole lot of questions. What? What's the last question you ask your daughter? How dog? you doing? That's not a question. That's just a point of conversation. I mean, to not know if her friends are going overseas. I don't think her, her friends are going. Well, I, I don't know how you know that. I, I think I heard it before. I think I asked her. mother asked her. No, I think I asked her. I bet her mother asked her tons of questions. Uh, probably so. Even my parents ask me a lot of questions. I'm not a questions guy. <laughs> I'm just not. I don't, I, you're a journalist. Right. That's all it is. That's what I'm saying. I do it for a living. I don't want to go home and ask people a whole bunch of questions. Well, I'm just dumb. I'm an interactor. We we banter. We have fun. Of course, I show an interest in her life. Well, I would hope so. I'd I'd certainly hope that you'd have a little more information on this first trip overseas, which is like a big, big, big deal. And it'll be fun for, for a her. kid. I, all I'd be doing is asking questions. Well, she's going to Europe. She's going to Italy. Um, Where in Italy? You know. You don't even know. Vienna. I'd be. That's not in Italy. <laughs> you, there's a V. Uh, Venice. Is there another? You don't even know where she's going in Italy. <laughs> so, I'm not well, going. I just can't. I can't fathom that. I would want to know where my kid was all the time. I mean, wherever they are. Heck, you're 40, and I ask you questions. Yeah, why? Where do you go? When, where are you going? Who you? Yeah, why do you do that? Because I'm curious. Don't do that. You don't want me to ask questions? Uh, you don't want me to have an interest in where you're going on vacation, what you're going to do, uh, that kind of stuff? I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Did Where did you disengage, and did I have something to do with it? I don't think I am disengaged. Well, if I don't know, you you should. I think I'm right when I say all parents should want to know about a monumental trip like this. This is like one of the biggest things that ever happened to Aaron. Uh, going to Italy for okay. a, a week in the summer. I mean, it's unbelievable. And you're over there thinking she's going to Austria. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. It's surely, there's a Vienna sounding city. Venice. Yeah, but there's another one. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know that she isn't going to Austria. I'll, I'll text her right now. I'm very curious about the trip.
Hadn't heard about it in a while. Uh, glad that she's been able to uh, raise the necessary funding to make it happen. And she was home alone over the weekend. I checked in on her constantly. I mean, I don't, I'm just, I think you're painting a picture of me that I don't feel is quite what, fair. What, what picture am I That painting? I'm just not interested in anything, that uh, she doesn't mean anything. No, I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you are strangely disconnected from this Italy trip. I, That's I, all. I hear about it. Well, but not enough to know where she what, when does she leave? I don't know. Where, where's the flight going? What? Where's the connection? Where, is, she, is she flying from here to Chicago first, and then to uh, where? Where? Where is it? What? Give me some detail. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, that's that's just shocking to me. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to you. I mean, if you if you went overseas as a high school junior. I'm not sure I wouldn't have climbed on the wing of the plane to to get a last look at you before you. Why? Because that's what parents do. Uh, that's not what I do. That's. I, I want her to live her own life, and not not that I'm not interested. Nothing like that. It's just that that's not my style. I wish we had a studio audience that could give us immediate reaction to some of your takes. What's this isn't a take. It's a take. This is a def, you're def, I'm defending myself from an attack. <laughs> it's not an attack. Of course it's, it is. It's trying to figure it out. That's all. That's all. I mean, you ask me all kinds of questions. You're so curious about what I do. I don't care about what you do. You can't even you can't even what if I you ever can barely you a, function. What if I ever ask you a question? Oh, you're dying to know things. When I when I used to go on trips all the time, you couldn't you couldn't get enough information. <laughs> I don't know a single detail about any trip you've ever taken, except you proposed on the top of the Empire State Building. Or you something. you were fascinated by my trip to New York to see the Eagles. I'm fascinated by anybody's trip anywhere to see the Eagles. You you were you were in, amazed by my trip to Dublin, Ireland to see the to Eagles. see the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You noticing a, a theme here? Well, you wanted to know everything about that trip. No, I didn't. Sure, you did. You're thinking about it now. You're probably twenty different questions. I'm thinking about into your brain. What were the Eagles set list that night? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's too bad. Um, it was an outdoor venue. It was fun. The weather was nice. Uh, it was. Surreal seeing the Eagles in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, but there I was. There you were. It was surreal seeing them in New York. No, I'm sure. At Madison Square Garden, but there I was. It's a big deal. What I can remember of it is one of those nights, if like, you will if you know what I mean. Yeah. You don't like that. That, that shame. Why you solely the experience? I, don't th I think my experience was remarkably good. Because drunk people, all they do is talk. I didn't really talk that much. We danced with some people from Australia. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. Vienna? No, we danced with some people from Australia. And Vienna. They were, they were a lot of fun. And I'm sure they were. I met some people from Australia uh, when I met, went and met Don Henley. They're big down there, the Eagles. Sure they are. They're Huge. Big, they're big everywhere. Well, they're really big in Australia. Well, they're really big in Europe.
I guess. They've been in Europe many times. I know. Uh, been everywhere. Yeah, they've been Except like Russia, Africa. China. They've been everywhere. Japan. I don't think they've played Antarctica. Probably not. I don't think they've done much in South America. Or Africa. But Europe and Australia. All right, time for a break. We've got a. I'm surprised we didn't get to talk LeBron. Are we going to talk we'll LeBron? We'll talk LeBron coming up uh, at 3 o'clock. We'll talk LeBron James. Uh, Lakers eliminated. Celtics on the cusp of being eliminated. And it looks like we're going to have a Heat Nuggets finals in the NBA. We'll uh, gauge everyone's interest in that potential final matchup. First, though, we're going to talk with Sidney McKinney, Shocker Great. One of the greats in the country, one of the greats to ever play college softball. Her career at Wichita State now finished. We'll talk to Sydney McKinney about what's ahead. Stay with us. The Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this 
This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. This is Elvis Presley with his mega hit, Hound Dog. We're honoring dogs and cats with the music this week on the show. Sydney McKinney joins us, Wichita State softball now alum. Sydney, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, we're, we're very happy to have you on. Thanks for doing this. So I want to jump right in. You were beaten the other night in the regional uh, down at uh, Stillwater, and that mm-hmm. ended your season very abruptly after a remarkable career that you've had, that Wichita State's been outstanding for the last several years you've experienced a lot of winning uh what what mm-hmm. was it like what were the emotions when it ended kind of suddenly like that you know it's a very it's a really interesting feeling when um you're also going up against a team that's led by a fifth year in courtney wallace um i know that her arm had to have been tired and me and her are friends so i knew she wanted the ball so the whole thing was just a fight. I didn't really think it was going to be my last game, so I didn't really think about it until the abrupt end, like you said. But um, it was a great fight on both sides. And um, I, although I really wanted to make it farther, it was still a good game to end on because it was such a good fight. So I, I watched a lot of the, the press conference, the post-game stuff, and uh, heard the answer from uh, your coach, Christy Breadbenner, about you. And obviously she has a lot of insight into uh, how you play, what kind of a person you are. And it just got me thinking about what it is like to coach you uh, because you're someone mm-hmm. who arrived with talent, dedication, hard work, grit. You had it all basically when you stepped on campus. So what do you think she brought out of you uh, in your four years, I guess five years at Wichita State? You know, I've said it before, and it's just really that family aspect. Um, Coach P, she has us to her house for family meals. We we all watch her and Coach's kids. She's always asking what we're doing outside of softball, and she really cares about us as people instead of just players. So I think bring that in. I really needed that, and I just thrived off of that family aspect. Talking uh, with Sydney McKinney, who rewrote the record book, basically, at Wichita State and really nationally in, in many ways. Finished this season with a 520 batting average, uh, which seems ridiculous to say, but that's uh, I'm looking at it right here, so it has to be true. <laughs> uh, you, started, you started very hot, and you never really – cooled off uh, very much mm-hmm. uh, just describe the season you had where as it was unfolding for you did it surprise you in any way that you were this good this season um a little bit I think because of the season that I had last year I really started um mentally thinking to myself that I can't be upset if I don't have the same season as I did last year, just because I I did set the bar pretty high for myself, but um, I like to compete. I like to go out there and um, beat myself. It's kind of me against me mentality. And, and it seemed to work this year. So it was really exciting to put up those numbers that I did again. Yeah. How do you not 
put pressure on yourself. That had to be a, a difficult uh, exercise for the mind throughout the year, and obviously knowing what you had done last year and trying or maybe accepting that you will or won't be able to replicate it. And, and how do you deal with, with the expectations uh, that you could improve on batting basically f the same average last year? Um, I think that since I played at this level from the time I was six, that that expectation is always there. There's always a lot of pressure, but like our coaches say, pressure is a privilege. So just knowing that I'm good enough every every day to go out there and work harder and be better, I think that sticks with me a lot. But the pressure's there, and you can either um, thrive and keep going with the pressure, or you can let it defeat you. And I really try to not let it defeat me. Uh, talking with Sydney McKinney, Wichita State softball. So we've we've heard and and you've talked about how you are going going to be a a grad assistant for the softball program next season. Is that yes. still the case? Yes, uh, sir. You're probably gonna you're you're probably where are you gonna play now? Where where are you gonna play the game? Um, like after like professional season? Yeah. Where? Yeah. What are your next options to continue to play? Yeah, I'm actually in the middle of signing for Athletes Unlimited. Um, I got drafted. I was the number one pick for them. That, actually, I'll have to report June 4th, so that's coming up pretty quick, and then I'll have a little break, and then championship season, I have to report July 15th, so it's coming up. And where is that, Sydney? It's in Rosemont, which is by Chicago. Okay. And uh, what about the national team? You you've been on it before. Is is that still? I don't I don't even know. It changes so often. If if the if baseball and softball are in the Olympics, I don't know the status of it right now. Uh, but playing on the national team is that still something you plan or hope to do? Yeah, I definitely hope to do it. I mean, there's a lot of different rosters for all the different events. So. Um, whether I get picked or not, I don't know, but um, I'm excited. And if I get the opportunity, I would love to do it again. But as of right now, softball is not in the Olympics for 2028, which there's a big okay. fight for and there's petitions, but hopefully it'll get in. Well, if you don't get picked, uh, call me and I'll make a, I'll, I'll try <laughs> to do whatever I can about that. Okay. Sydney <laughs> okay, McKinney, our guest uh, from, <laughs> from Wichita state softball. So, uh, you've seen this program grow and develop under Coach Breadbenner. Uh, you've certainly been a major part of that as a player. Uh, what are the next steps now? We've got a major facility overhaul in the planning stages. Uh, Wichita State softball seems to be at a point now where it's going to take off to an even higher level. Uh, is that attainable? Oh, I definitely think it is. I mean, softball is such a growing sport. You can see it through my professional league, especially. But um, the steps that this program have taken are huge. And the next step is that Super Regional, that, that World Series. And unfortunately, we didn't get it. But I know it's close. And I know that we deserve the new stadium. So I'm, I'm really excited that I get to be on the other side coaching and just seeing how much that I can help the program continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, we all want that as well. The the one thing that, you know, is in the back of everyone's mind is how does this program replace not only 
I mean, you, of course, Lauren Mills, uh, Zoe Jones, those are some some big bats in the lineup. Is it possible to continue the upward uh, trend next year even, or do you think that could take another year or two? I um, don't know a whole lot about the freshman class coming in, and I'm sure we'll get a few transfers, but um, I'm hoping so. You know, I'm hoping that the legacy that, that we left will bring in the players and continue to uplift the players that are already in the program to just reach new heights. And I know they've got it in them. So I just hope I can help them and hope that they keep growing. Sydney McKinney, our guest. So I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, you, you, we know you as a softball player, uh, first and foremost, but you're also, you know, finishing college. And if you haven't finished already and what are your plans uh, beyond uh, your playing career now? you I know you want to get into the coaching side of it. Is that firmly where your interest is to become a coach? No, <laughs> it's not. I Honestly, the plan right now is to play softball for as long as I can and coach as long as I can until I have to get a real job, which I don't really want to do. So I'm getting my master's in criminal justice, um, just got my bachelor's in criminal justice, and then the plan is to go to law school after I get my master's. Well, that's a, that's an interesting plan. Those are real yeah. jobs, I would say. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so what what will you remember most about, you'll, you'll, you'll still be here, obviously, but your time not only just at Wichita State, but in Wichita not just with the softball program, but at, but at the university. What are uh, the memories of the last five years that stick out most for you? I think I can't pinpoint. There's so many memories that I've enjoyed. Um, I'm, I met my fiancé here. Kind of weird. She she wasn't even supposed to be here. She got her, her senior year, and then there was COVID. So that's definitely the one that sticks out is meeting her. And just honestly making all these friendships with my teammates and with my coaches. Um, I built lot, lifelong friendships, lifelong relationships, and and that's what it's really all about, not about softball. So I want to take you back, and we're talking with Sydney McKinney. You mentioned criminal justice. Um, when mm-hmm. you decided on that as your major, uh, what was going mm-hmm. through your head? Was it law school, or was it, I'm just kind of interested in this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I watch a lot of murder mysteries. What What was it that? led you to go down that path i mean i am definitely a true crime junkie i'm actually (laughs) planning on starting a true crime podcast soon so we'll see about that but um my dad he he was a police officer before i was born or maybe when right when i was born so i always heard stories from him about being a police officer and i just really want to help people so i initially wanted to get into law enforcement but then as I got through school I was like you know what I've done the four years what's another four or five I like school like I said I don't really want to get a real job right now so um doing as much school as I can and I'm just really interested in in the criminal side and especially being at Wichita State um dealing with title nine issues that's kind of stuck out to me a lot and made me want to go to law school so before Jeff gets his final question in, what uh, what does a true crime podcast look like, and how do you get one started? You know, I've really wanted to do it for like a year, and I've just been so busy. But um, there's this 
true crime podcast that I listen to called Murder and Makeup, Murder, Mystery, and Makeup. And this this girl, Bailey Sarian, she does her makeup while she tells true crime stories. So I um, I do a lot of painting, and I figured that I could do a painting while I'm talking about true crime. So that's kind of the direction I went ahead in that. <laughs> yeah, that was basically that was basically uh, Sydney. What I was going to ask too, if you were going to go the the serial route and do a, a crime a season or uh, episodic and just talk about a diff, uh, whole bunch of things, but it sounds like it's the whole bunch of things route. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, different stories. Well, it's it's interesting to learn a little bit more about you, and and uh, I really appreciate that. That is a that is very interesting. You've got a lot on yeah. your plate. We wish you the best of luck. You're going to be a busy person for a, a little <laughs> while here for sure. Uh, Sydney, congratulations yeah. on an amazing career. Thank you so so much. All right, Thanks. take care, Sydney McKinney from uh, Wichita State softball. Uh, yeah, we learned at least I learned. Something about her. Of course. Did we know she was uh, going to do a true crime podcast? I don't think we'd heard about that yet, but that's a good one. That's amazing. So, well, we'll see. I mean, I hope she does it. Well, I do too. She probably will. I would... is she, is she, does she come across as the kind of person who's not going to do what, they, what she says she's going to do? She comes across like a person who will do whatever she does excellently but she comes across you can nobody can do everything so i know if she does it it will be awesome i just hope she can find time in her schedule no don't you you don't need to worry about that i'm not worried just i said and i by hope. the way we had a brief talk with uh, my granddaughter your daughter in which you learn more about her in in five minutes of me asking questions more about uh, her yes or her trip her trip okay thank you I uh, listen. Have Aaron come over sometime, and you'll learn more about her in fifteen minutes of I, me asking questions. There's nobody who knows Aaron better than I do. No, they're, they're, trust me. Nobody. I'll get to the bottom of a lot of things. Like what? You just wait. Bring her by. Yeah, I don't need to. Yeah, I bet she'd want to come by. Nah, she says she doesn't. <laughs> we'll call her during this break <laughs> and see when she can come by. Okay. Here's Steve Radley on the hotline. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be on. So you've been, a, you've been a loyal listener, and uh, we appreciate that very much. Um, we've learned some things about you uh, recently. One, that you're an actor. Uh, tell us what you do for your major daytime job. Well, I'm the CEO of Network Kansas which is the statewide entrepreneurship center for the state. We help entrepreneurs and connect them to resources like education, expertise, and economic. Do a lot of loans to businesses and things like that. And, and, and you also, as I mentioned, are an actor. You have a part uh, as an extra in Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, the, the newest Martin Scorsese movie out this fall. Starring Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, several others you've heard of. I was just uh, taken aback by that and the experience that you've had. Uh, first of all, tell us about the movie a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, I, I would say I'm an aspiring actor, which is you audition a lot and then you <laughs> serve as an extra when you can. And I was, it was just a the experience. I had read the book, and so and I knew they were coming to town, and so I. 
thought I've got to do this. It's a $200 million movie. You don't get to be on a set like that very often. And it was just fascinating. They basically turned Pawhuska, Oklahoma into, you know, it looked like one of the Gunsmoke sets. And uh, and then working with just these gigantic crews of, uh, you know, they had a first unit, a second unit. They have directors for the extras. And then just getting to watch, um, you know, these big-time actors and director work is, is a lot of fun. Yeah, this so, clearly uh, isn't a – go ahead, Steve. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say this This clearly isn't a movie where the extras are sitting around in a coffee shop and, uh, you know, having fake conversations. It seems like – and I don't I don't know this to be a fact, but the extras are, are also kind of characters in the movie, and I know you had to audition. So uh, how how – broad or far did we stretch the term extra for a movie like this uh yeah there's a lot of extras and you are playing a role um like you know that i was i almost sent another picture to bob uh i was a barber in one scene and then i was a reporter my my favorite one was when i was a reporter uh where I, at the end of the scene, I ended up like right behind the car that DiCaprio was in. And so like on every take, you know, he was right there in front of me along with Jesse Plemons. And, and so you are playing roles. Um, one funny story about that is this, the assistant director said, I need you here by the end of this scene. Well, they have these other extras who are playing U.S. Marshals. Well, the first two takes, uh, the Marshals wouldn't, I couldn't get to them. Because the other extras were pushing me out, and uh, and the uh, a director came and he said, "I don't understand something. I told you you need to be right here by the end of the scene." I said, "I promise I will get there from now on," and uh, and so so yeah, even as a as an extra, you're getting directed in 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 a movie like this uh, much more than than other movies. Killers of the Flower Moon, the movie we're talking about, it, uh, it's about a series of murders that took place down in Osage County in Oklahoma in the early 1920s after big oil deposits were discovered, be- discovered beneath uh, that land. Uh, and it was one of the best-selling and most uh, critically acclaimed books uh, in, ni- in 2017. Uh, so they have put this, uh, this book uh, to film and Martin Scorsese, Scorsese took on the project. What was it like being around him? Because I, I would probably say that he's the most famous director uh, ever. So what was that experience yeah. like? And did did he ever speak to you, Steve? No. And one of the things that you you're, you learn early on is you, you have your job, they have theirs. And so you you stay away from them. But I did get lucky. Uh, a couple times, there was one scene where they couldn't decide whether they wanted to use me or not, and it was a courtroom scene in Tulsa, and and they said, well, stand behind this chair, and uh, and we'll decide whether we want to use you. And so I stood behind this chair. Well, the scene was De Niro walking into the uh, into the courthouse, and now Scorsese was not. He's a, he was like in a bus um, watching all the cameras, but after each take. 
he would come out. Well, that was De Niro's chair. I was standing. And so he would come out and I, I, the only thing I, I try not to listen too much, but I, I do remember Scorsese telling De Niro, you know, really good energy, keep it going, really good energy. And it was like, just like 102 degrees. So it was hot. And, and he probably may had De Niro do that scene 10 to 15 times. And it was just walking into the courthouse. But one thing you don't realize on the sets like that is you have cars moving, you have horses moving sometimes, and then you have all these extras moving. So there's so many reasons why a shot may not work. And it sometimes it has very little to do with the actual actors talking. So, yeah, what so that, we talked about Scorsese and, and De Niro talking, uh, what were some of the interactions on set? I'm sure it was a lot of business uh, you know, all business at a lot of times, but who was talking to who? What were they talking about? Were there any, like, non-work conversations going? What was catering like? I'm just interested in, in, in the set itself and what was happening there. Well, the set itself was a, I mean, like I said, I mean, it was like a gun smoke set. And so I, I worked two days where they shot a parade scene, and there were 400 extras on set. And so... Um, and by the way, a movie like that, food's really good. They feed you well. <laughs> but um, but on a set like that with the parade, that or parade where Lily Gladstone, the main character, is coming down, and I got an opportunity in that one as well. Uh, and that was the one time when Scorsese actually came out and was on the boardwalk shooting, and then they were picking people to walk in front of the camera. And... And so, you know, as an extra, you're kind of working. You hope you get that deal. And I was selected. The reason I was selected, I, I'm convinced, is they – so 1920s, you smoke a lot, right? A lot of smokers. And so they had these fake cigarettes. And so they would ask the extras um, if they wanted – if they would smoke a fake cigarette. And, and so, of course, I volunteered because I thought, well, that will be – you know, that will be an opportunity. And so – I did get selected once for that, and uh, so you're walking in front of the camera that Scorsese's looking through, so that was a really cool experience. But, I mean, you're talking 400 extras moving all over the place. Um, it's just an amazing – they had a 50-foot by 100-foot uh, green screen on one side of that. Um, the other thing they had is they had these 50-foot by 50-foot light filters that they would move over with the crane. One of the things they hated was light, uh, sunlight. And so if the sunlight came out, they would move these cranes over to filter the light. And so that's why I don't know if you've seen the trailer. Um, that's why they're, they take such great photography. Um, and it's hmm. unbelievable if you've seen the trailer. Uh, talking with so Steve Bradley and Steve, uh, uh, tell us where 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 do you live? You're you're living in Andover, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, yep. Well, you and mentioned a lot of when we were shot in Oklahoma. Yeah, well, that's pretty handy, right? Yeah. yeah. So you you mentioned that uh, that you got to do a Zoom call with the casting director, uh, Ellen Lewis. Now you said she's one of the most famous casting directors out there. I don't follow movies. I, I love movies, but I don't follow them enough to to know that for sure. So tell us what that experience was like. 
and how rare okay. in your career has has it happened that you've actually got to do a a call with a casting director? Why well, I've done lots of auditions in Oklahoma, but uh, I got a note from I have an agent in Oklahoma, and they said tomorrow we you have <laughs> you have an audition. Well, I just thought it was going to be the local Oklahoma casting director. Well, Ellen Lewis has worked. She did Queen's Gambit, Wolf of Wall Street, any Martin Scorsese movie. She's cast all of them. And uh, and so I'm in my basement uh, getting ready because it was, you know, 2021. So COVID was still going on. Um, and she came on and just absolutely Obviously, I choked the audition <laughs> with her as the uh, uh, there. I couldn't believe it was her, but she was couldn't have been more gracious, um, nice. In fact, one of the nicest casting directors I've ever auditioned in front of. But uh, I knew I'd blown it <laughs> when she left. But but uh, but it was still like it was like one of my greatest experiences as an aspiring actor getting to audition in front of her. So we have a, a few months to wait for this movie to, to come out. Uh, any ideas about what you're going to do when when it does come out on opening night? <laughs> well, when you're an extra, it's just a crapshoot, right? You don't know how much, whether you'll see yourself. I mean, I know the scenes that, um, that I'm in. And so uh, uh, for me, I'll just, I'll probably go out with my wife and then, then when I can get it on TV where I can stop it, that's when I'll really look for myself. But there's one scene that I'll really be looking, and that's where they're taking DiCaprio out. Jesse Plemons is taking him out of the courthouse and putting him in the car. And t and that scene is probably the, uh, the scene where I have the best shot of where I'll see myself. So you just never know, you know, uh, what gets put on the – you know, Kevin Costner – was in the big chill and he got cut completely out. So even Kevin caught, so extras, it's a really big crapshoot then. <laughs> so Steve, we had a conversation yesterday about the guy in the PGA championship, 47, got to play with Rory, was starstruck. Uh, and it was argued by my cohort that that's as good as it'll ever get for him. He should just pack it in and and. No, be I never happy. said that at all. And, that's that he sh and he does have an understanding that that is going to be the highlight of his professional golf career, and he's enjoying it for that. So, for you, are you on to bigger and better things as an actor in your hope and belief, or is DiCaprio Scorsese as good as it'll ever get for you, and and you're going to pack it in like Michael Block? No, I think so. My my biggest would be so the scenes I auditioned for is probably one of the reasons I choked is we're opposite De Niro, and so one of the great wow. things about working on movies is they do. I mean, I have a friend who uh, who does a lot of extra work and got a scene with Sylvester Stallone in The Tulsa King, and so for me. It, you know, what, what my acting coach says is you, the actor's job is to audition. And then, uh, you know, hopefully you might get a role sometime. But um, but my dream would be to have an actual where I have a speaking role with a – and those stars come in all the time from, from the coast because when they're – like right now, Twister is being shot in Oklahoma. 
Um, and so, so there's always, well, there's more opportunity now than ever before for actors around this area to get work locally. Jeff's uh, apple and oranges uh, debate there. I thought it was uh, an apt comparison. The golfer has had his speaking part. Uh, he was yeah. the main character in the PGA Championship. You're still You're aspiring right. to that. There is no comparison in the two. Uh, but good try, Jeff. Steve, it is awesome to talk well, with congratulations you. congratulations on finishing 15th. We, uh, we really appreciate it. We can't <laughs> wait for the movie for several reasons, and one of those is because we hope you're in it, and uh, it looks like a blockbuster, and thanks for your time. Well, thank you for allowing me to talk about it. You bet. Steve Radley, our guest. Uh, uh, got a hopefully a, a on-screen appearance in Sounds like it's going to be there. The Flower Moon. And that was a terrible example. No, it wasn't. <laughs> just awful. The best. That's a, I could just pick it apart all day. If I'm right. an actor and, and a little-known guy and I get to be on scene with... Uh, no, his dream is to have a part. His dream is to be uh, in a movie where he actually has lines. And that's wonderful. And, and so if you, he has one, that should... continue to aspire to that. Uh, whatever his is. Uh, Mr. Block's dream has been realized. I sure hope. We'll be back. Hour number two, the Bob and Jeff show on KFH as I drop the mic. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.